0: This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Fabulous, sir. He could never, ever be. In fact, he's so tirelessly working hard for us. Mr. Rob Center. we're going to give him a 10-day break uh, starting t- after tomorrow, so one more day. Uh, but uh, then we're going to send him uh, off to Sandy Beaches or someplace nice, so hopefully he'll enjoy next week. On the news line with us and now, Samantha Pearson, executive director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods, the Elm Street manager and Walk It, Bike It uh, coordinator, always brings us important community and transportation and uh, uh, crowd advice to keep everybody safe. Uh, Good morning, Samantha. Thanks for checking in today.
1: Good to be here, Mark.
0: Well, we did talk about Spotlight Orange on Monday on our Sunrise Show, but it bears repeating that a really noteworthy uh, upbeat, forward-thinking campaign is underway, so uh, reiterate some of the important highlights of Spotlight Orange.
1: Sure, Mark. So Spotlight Orange is uh, trying to take the angle on uh, dealing with the challenges of the various challenges of the pandemic, um, of focusing on how we are responding to it, and especially how we're responding to it positively. So we want to showcase that people who are um, doing the right thing remind each other and and everyone else what the right thing is, uh, for the most part, you know, public health, mitigation measures um, and uh, we want to uh, just sort of, you know, lift up sort of the, the our understanding that public health and the health of the economy are, integ- you know, integrally tied together and we really can't do one without the other. So, for example, we can't, you know, have our businesses and our restaurants, you know, they got up to 50% capacity, they can't, open and stay open or even open more unless we are doing all those public health measures. So we've, we've backed off because we're having more cases. Similarly, we can't open and keep open the schools unless we do the public health measures. So this spotlight orange is just exhorting us all to, you know, do our best with this. We have a pledge that you can sign to commit to supporting p- public health. And you can share it with businesses you know we're having people, people if they want, will be able to display orange ribbons, just sort of showing their commitment to the principles of health, prosperity, courage, and unity at this time.
0: And this is important that uh, everybody uh, uh, sort of uh, kind of take this in, I guess. Maybe take a deep breath, I guess. A lot of people feel strongly about the pandemic one way or another. There's uh, still a fringe group of individuals that say, you know, masking's not important and this is all just a hoax or the flu or w- or whatever. But uh, certainly most yeah, uh, people are all on board. I was going to say most intelligent people, but we certainly have some uh, intelligent naysayers. But uh, most people are on board, and it's working. Our our numbers are relatively low, and we have some businesses that uh, are back underway. So there really is a lot of uh, a lot of positive aspects to talk about.
1: Right. I mean, it, what it's pointing out is, you know, this is this is. I mean, our, the U.S. Surgeon General, the President, has come out and said, you know, we need to do mass distancing and hygiene. We have, you know, um, him on the record last week um, with that. You know, we this is not a partisan issue. Um, actually, I just heard uh, the one of our Spotlight Orange PSAs air on WKOK just now, and it featured Mike Glazer. He, he doesn't identify himself by name, but he has a very recognizable voice. He's a prominent conservative who is helping promote this, because this isn't a political issue. It is simply a a human issue right now
0: all right so for folks who are on board there's opportunities for recognition there's information about masks there's way that ways uh, that uh, the uh, uh, community that's moving forward with this is able to uh, point out recognitions and uh, I, I don't think nominate is exactly the right word but we certainly can call attention to great stories so spotlight um, the spotlight is the website to go to for more information about that well we'll be heading back to school soon and you you as a community leader are monitoring that Lewisburg neighborhoods of course a stakeholder in the school community as well so uh, tell us about uh, the uh, maybe some information that might be helpful to parents
1: sure so um actually Mark you'll be thrilled to know <laughs> that uh, we're releasing another um uh podcast episode today it isn't quite out but it will be later today I'm just finishing the note- show notes and I'm putting in information about school reopening some of it is very specific or a lot of it is very specific to um, Lewisburg Area School District but in fact um, some of it is pretty uh, sort of generally useful so the CDC did release additional guidelines for K to 12 schools just last week and um, uh, included in that is some information that is very uh, key from a spotlight orange perspective and just key for People in general to understand, which is that the CDC points out that schools are dependent on the community implementing implementing mitigation measures. That the school cannot only look at what happens within its walls. Its operations will be a function of people's ability to keep uh, transmission low in the community by using mass distancing and hygiene. So, you know, we highlight that. We also, um, it was great we had. the Lewisburg area uh, school district new superintendent Jennifer Polencheck was um, she uh, did an interview with on uh, YouTube now with two people, one from Ivan and one from Geisinger public health officers, basically talking about school reopening and answering people's questions about it. And they really also focused on this issue that quote We're all in this together, and it's really critical." for, you know, everyone in the community who is urgent to have the schools reopen. It's really critical for everyone to do their part. By you know, even if you don't have kids in school, you you know, a chain of transmission could impact a teacher, a student, a parent a parent at some point and that then gets back to the schools. The schools did not exist in a vacuum, in other words. So we'll have that up. We'll also have some uh uh link a link to the um the proposed plan for Lewisburg area so i would say that the the video discussion even though it's specific to Lewisburg or it was done by Lewisburg that is of general interest people may find that useful it's about 30 minute discussion and then of course the cdc link is very much of general interest and then we'll also have some specific Lewisburg
0: that's radio free lewisburg always go to lewisburgneighborhoods.org uh, as, uh, as one quick way to click through to that but then just to save it on your favorite uh, podcast vehicle and that would take care of keeping you up to date with that. I've always speculated, I'm not sure I've ever voiced it, but I've always thought the governor's interested in making sure that the COVID numbers are exceedingly low, which has, I think, it's been achieved for most of the state, so that we're in a perfect position to restart schools. Are they as closely correlated as maybe I would speculate?
1: Um, That's a really good point. So, I mean, Pennsylvania, if you look at our numbers, uh, you know, in comparison to other states around the country, we have done relatively well. while, While we're Close to a number of northeastern states that have had really significant outbreaks, and we do have, have had many more cases in our cities. We have been been relatively contained, um, and I think there's a lot of you know a lot of anger about that, and people feeling like well that means that we missed our we that that means that we missed economic opportunities. We should have been open. But what we what we don't understand or what that, that position doesn't understand is that while that is seen as an opportunity cost of being closed, those economic opportunities, the the benefit of being closed was keeping our numbers down. So in theory, like you said, we can start thinking about reopening. Of course, our numbers are ticking up. That's the problem. And so um, we don't want to squander what you could think of as our lead in um in being champions of, of, of lack of spread, um, and that championship is not necessarily, uh, this is something that came out in the Lewisburg Area School District uh, public health video, um, the EVAN uh, representative was pointing out that, you know, a lot of our, we've been protected by our location, we've been protected by being fairly isolated and being rural and having literal distancing, you know, it's, People talk about social distancing or physical distancing, but we're, our houses are farther apart. Our our housing is farther apart. There are fewer, you know, intensive, um, you know, high-rise housing housing situations. There are just there's just more room. And so some of it is that. Some of it is us trying to do the right thing and follow public health measures. And the issue is, what will it take as we now shift into a new gear as we send kids back to school, which means of a blending many more opportunities for exposure in the community and ha- what will happen when we bring students back to universities which not just stirs you know infection opportunities in the community also reconnects us to many other parts of the country And universities are definitely trying to do what they can to staunch that to make sure it's not uh in right off the bat a, a critical issue by having lots of testing dup- done up front Um, But that's also where we have to remember that getting a test, um, even if it is a very accurate test, only tells you your condition when you get, you know, as of the test time. So um, testing has to happen regularly. So it's for you to really get a picture and it's a function of people's behavior ongoing.
0: Right, so the test tells you, gives you some sort of a barometer of, of uh, where you were about a week or so ago. Of course, that certainly varies, and it doesn't have anything to do with what you've done during that week. And as long as you, unless you hide in the closet, it's it's not going to protect you much in the week ahead either. So,
1: right, but it is, it does, you know, it's definitely a good starting point. Right, so we should say that you right. want to get people here, so you're you're not knowingly bringing people who are. You know bringing infection but then again like reunion county bucknell increases our population by a fairly significant amount um it it, it accounts for about seven or eight per- the students account for about seven or eight percent of the of the county population so on a in under normal circumstances you could also say that we also have a lot of college students who ha- have still been home so some of those will be going away some will still be um you know doing remote learning but it is going to just fundamentally change the the character and the, the mix of who is here and the mix of exposures that
0: and the sound level is going to go up a little bit too, <laughs> but that's another right. topic Alright, Samantha, stand by I'm going to place you on hold, you can either call back or stand by, but we're going to talk to you more at 740 and we're going to focus on uh, some of our much, much more enjoyable topics and that is outdoor opportunities uh, the public paddle uh, those uh, kayaks are down there and we know they're going out in the river occasionally and the river's up a little bit so you to be less uh, bottom scraped for those folks. So we'll talk about that plus some uh, other topics shortly. Samantha Pearson, Executive Director of uh, Lewisburg Neighborhood. She'll be back at 740 news sports accuweather and more wake up with the information you need on wkok sunrise on news radio 1070 wkok and wkok.com thank you so much for joining us on wkok sunrise we are right in the middle of our interview with samantha pearson executive director Lewisburg neighborhoods we reiterated the important points in the overview of spotlight orange which really is going to call attention to how we're responding accentuating the positive calling attention to some of our great essential workers here and just our great working class people who are fully in compliance and masking and distancing and keeping our numbers relatively low and uh, preventing any upticks in the COVID virus around here. So we did talk about that in our first segment. Now we're going to turn to some of the more typical, (laughs) at this time last year we might have had a somewhat similar conversation about outdoor recreation, the green team, the public paddle and uh, the upcoming going the social distance. So well, I guess we're back to COVID with that topic, but uh, mm-hmm. we're talking to Samantha about that. Good morning, Samantha. Thanks for staying on the line. Good morning, Mark. Well, the public paddle, uh, we, we see the kayaks there, so we know they are there, and there's many times you go there, There's uh, some of those are out in the field. Reiterate what the public paddle is and how that's going.
1: Sure. Public paddle is a uh, basically watercraft loaner program. We have some uh, boats. Paddles and life vests that are available for the public to borrow and, and use. Um, there is a little bit of a you know a, a process for getting access to them, but um, once you've done that, you can basically if they're if they're there, you can take some out and the and water if they're there and water can you know river conditions permit, you can take them out. Um, the, the way you get access to it is you participate in a um, safety briefing, which can actually at this point be arranged, um, you know, scheduled at your convenience basically. Um, safety briefing takes about half an hour. Uh, then you have to uh, either um, you have to sign a, a waiver, a liability waiver, and then you have to either give us two hours of volunteer time or $15.00. Uh, and then you are good to go for the rest of the season. So, uh, you know, this is its not really, you know, for getting on the river and, and going down to Maryland, but it is for, uh, you know, enjoying a little, you know, uh, dip in the morning or in the evening. Uh, I mean, you can go in the middle of the day. It just can be kind of hot. Um, but it's for sort of out, mostly out-and-back paddles. If you want to take the boats anywhere while they're stored on a trailer, they're not really intended to be carted around on that trailer. Um, we're not really set up for that with straps and stuff. Um, so if you were to take, take them and either go up to Milton or, and then float down or float from here down to you know, uh, Norrie or Sunbury, you would need to uh, transport the boat one way yourself. So okay, that's why we say more out and back. Just put in the water, paddle upstream some, and float, your, float yourself
0: back. Or if you wish to be tortured, <laughs> paddle down, down, float downstream, and then fight the wind upstream. and the current coming back. So and that's a right. good good exercise for folks. And has that been popular? How often has that been used?
1: Uh, so it sort of depends. I mean, people, uh, it, it is a little bit of a, a leap for people, but, you know, people, it. It started off last year, and we had uh, just at the very end of the season, and so people were starting to get used to it. And this year, um, you know, people have been using it. It's not like we have that many boats, but demand seems to be within reason, you know, so the boats are there for the most part when you go looking for them. Um, but people are enjoying it. It's just an opportunity, you know, to maybe get, well, definitely get your feet wet and muddy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, uh and, and we do point out in the safety briefing that everyone should be ready to get soaked. Like, just, you know, and you shouldn't ever imagine that you're going to come out of this not having had a significant encounter with river water.
0: Right, and I think that's an eye-opener for kayakers, the first time they realize that that's part of the process. You are one right. with the water.
1: Well, our kayaks are sit-in kayaks as opposed to sit-on, and so that does help with that. But, yeah, basically you still... You should assume that everything could could, slash will get wet. So that's part of our safety briefing, too. We go over
0: the stuff like that. All right, good. Well, then folks can figure out how to get their J-stroke down themselves or something like that. Uh, the Green Team is the group of individuals, I think of was just hardy volunteers that converge on uh, various locations in and around Lewisburg. Yeah, the works were not as uh, much talked about this year. To give us an update on that work.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, we we did we have been continuing to operate, but definitely on a sort of even lower profile than usual uh, basis. But basically, Green Team is um, typically Thursdays at 7 p.m. we gather either at Lewisburg Landing or lately we've been over at Mariah's Garden a block away off of Walnut Alley. And we gather for an hour and we do a little bit of whatever kind of needs to be done. We do the kind of maintenance that isn't really in the borough crews, Ballywick, in these little public spaces. So the borough crew does, you know, they do mowing and weed whacking and um, they spray around signposts and stuff like that. And we are, we do tree planting and maintaining the trees and plants we plant. Um, We work in the no-mow areas. Um, We weed in the garden areas, we try to tackle Invasive species, so um, it's the kind of thing where you know it could be really hot, it could be really buggy, it can be um, you know sort of, but it's still a nice time to get out and just sort of check in. Um, I would say that we are medium effectual in our in our how much work we do. Um, you know, we're making gradual progress uh, over over the scale of years. You can see what we've done. Um, but we, we don't have, like, a pristine garden at Mariah's Garden to show for our work yet. Uh, but we're it's something, we, like, Mariah's Garden, we've really been working on this year for the first time. So anyone is invited to come out. We do ask that people bring a mask. Um, if we are nearby each other, we will definitely wear masks, uh, uh, you know, when we're gathering. Um, but then if we split up and are working in separate parts of the garden, we can take them off. Um, we do have bug spray and gloves um, that people can take uh, and some tools uh, that people can use, and basically you don't really need to know much of anything. Uh, we will direct people to weeding and, and different things that can be worked on. Um, I will say this so when I mentioned doing uh, volunteer time for public cattle. That's the kind of thing you can do. There are other things you can do as well if you don't want to do weeding. Like right now, we need people to paint Circles in the grass, oh. <laughs> in the borough, which is that's one of our new volunteer activities, because obviously um, you know we, we all need help with uh, with uh, distancing, and so Huffnagle Park has has erupted in um, has a case of circles of, of park picnic hmm. circles, and those have to be t- touched up regularly. So that's another way you could uh, do your time.
0: All right. Well, fabulous. And uh, you are uh, talking about the upcoming going the social distance bike ramble. So tell us about that.
1: Sure. So um, Walk It, Bike It is um, collaborating this year with the Greater Sacramento Valley Chamber of Commerce Young Professionals Group. They that's a very active group. They um, you know do sort of uh, professional development and networking, and they do you know fun activities and they do service projects. They have been doing a fun thing at the end of the summer. Um, usually they've done floats and stuff, but they decided they couldn't. They were trying to modify that for um, COVID this year, and they have uh, settled on a distanced uh, bike tour. It's so distanced that you don't even all have to do it the same day, right? Um, so any time in September, they're sort of the, the focus is on the weekends, but if you're available, you could even do it at other times. Um, people are going to be invited to... Uh, do a, a ride more or less along the rail trail in the Buffalo Valley Rail Trail in Louisburg, um, uh, but with some detours. They are highlighting some uh, chamber of commerce businesses and sort of doing a route that takes you past some of those, um, helping people know where they are, uh, and um, you know recommending that people you know uh, take advantage of going past some of them. Uh, there are actually several places that between Jackass Brewery and Union Cellars and Rusty Rail, um, uh, and I think even ARDS right now that are serving uh, libations. Uh, So people could do that. They can, you know, know, get some lunch or something in different places. But the basic idea is just to get people out and, um, you know, enjoying themselves. So we're going to be having more account of this It'll be rolling out with press releases and stuff in the next couple of weeks, but it's basically all of September. So um, again, it's just a reminder that that while we are sort of separate and um, still, you know, on our guard, there are things we can do, and so and some of those things are
0: even fun. Kind of, yep. Well, they're definitely fun. Well, thank you so much, uh, Samantha. We'll give you the last word. Anything important or really quickly you want to reiterate? Uh,
1: just, uh, you know. We uh, hope everyone checks out spotlightorange.org and considers uh, signing the mass pledge and um, signing up to to start posting orange ribbons around and reminding everyone to, to do the right thing right now.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, uh, Samantha Pearson, Executive Director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods, Elm Street Manager, and Walk It, Bike It Coordinator. So glad to hear about the Walk It, Bike It initiative this summer. Thank you so much, Samantha. Thanks for checking in. We will surely talk again.
1: So long, Mark.
0: Appreciate that. Sam Pearson back on the line.